0: time for another edition of the Original Roundtable with Ian Fitzsimmons and the Lone Star State. Big night last night for the uh, the Dallas metro area. I'm Lance Taylor for the next round. It is on disrupt the media, like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, and it's brought to you by a new sponsor, Manscaped. Manscaped. Manscaped.com. <laughs> what, did, what did Kit Kat think about this <laughs> well, coming in? Okay.
1: The mail? I was wondering, man, because all of a sudden this package shows up, and it's from it's from you, and it's Manscaped. I'm like, all right, that's a little creepy, LT. I mean, you know, are you are you trying to send a message? You got a manicure. I mean, if you want her to look good, you need to look good. The T-shirt is hilarious. I got to admit, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. You can, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was one where uh, I I literally laughed out loud when uh, I got <laughs> I got a razor
0: for your junk. <laughs> well hey it's called the undercarriage and right, you know go. hey we All expect right. our women to be clean and tight oh, they okay. want the man the man in their lives to be clean and tight look they've got a bunch of incredible products <laughs> outside of that i mean you've got the beard you've had it forever you can trim I that, do that enjoy, beard. Yeah, yeah yeah so great I products yeah. manscape.com put in that promo code ogrt as in the og roundtable ogrt at checkout they're going to hook you up at manscaped.com. So let's start with what we saw last week. You were in Knoxville. I really thought going into that game, AM was a better team. This AM experiment, man, I don't know. When you look forward now at the games they've got left, this could be a seven and five or six and six. And the expectation, if I'm an AM fan, and I saw last year in year one, Sonny Dykes gets TCU, not only the college football playoff, they win a game. And they play for the national championship. We're giving you all this money. You got an extension on the original deal, and you can't even really battle to win an SEC championship.
1: He's in hot water now, LT. I don't know what the price of oil is right now. Um, I'm <laughs> assuming it's pretty high, but you know where I'm going with that? I mean, that that, that buyout, they've got that in their couch cushions. Uh, and to hire the next staff, which have cost you about, I don't know, what, 15 to 20 million, they've got that in their glove compartment at Texas AM. So, He's in trouble, uh, and I hate saying that. You know much I hate to spot oh, I know my, you do. I know coaches, you do. You know, having my brother in, you know, coaching with the Carolina Panthers right now, and he's been coaching now, my gosh, for close to almost 20 years, you know, in the, in the college and pro ranks. But I hate saying it because when you call for a head coach to be canned, it's not just the head coach. I mean, it's it's all of the assistants. It's the, it's the strength and conditioning guys. It's the equipment guys. You know, it's behind the scenes. You know, you have, you know, administrative assistants, you know, the analytics group. all, all – You're talking about forty
0: to fifty families. Well, let me let me stop you real quick because your brother has been in this business for a long time, and I I remember when you and I were doing the roundtable way back in the day, fifteen years or so ago. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, he did one time. Yeah, we'll get to that if you want. Uh, But he was on Bill Snyder's staff. Maybe it was Ron Prince to Bill Snyder. Yeah, Yeah. and he was coaching uh, K State, and since then, you know, he's built a family. Um, He has paid his dues, but when a coach gets let go. Almost all of that staff is gone, as you said, and the coach gets the golden parachute. Jimbo Fisher has got two ranches. He'll be able to afford to keep those ranches up. He can do whatever the hell he wants for the rest of his life, his kid's life, and probably his grandkids' life. But somebody like your brother Devin, they don't get anything guaranteed. It's like, go find a new job, relocate that family. I don't care if your son's 16 and the quarterback, uh, you know, starting quarterback of his varsity team, if you've got to go from – Uh, Lawrence, Kansas to El Paso. That's just the way it is.
1: You're spot on. And also, LT, just to be perfectly clear, if he's on a three-year contract and the assistant coaches and they get canned after year two, you do get that third year. I mean, you still get, you know, that is built in. But that's it, man. But that's not, you're not talking about, you know, for a special teams coach, you know, you're not looking at 70 million, right? You're right. It's not at generational one. money.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Your ass needs to be working the next fall.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I mean, he's got two kids to put through college and he ain't making a mill, right? He's the assistant teams coordinator for the Carolina Panthers under Chris Faber. So uh, it's look, it's a dog eat dog world and they know what they're getting into. They're wearing, they're wearing milk bone underwear, as uh, what it was uh, Norman said years ago on Cheers. And, you know, you try to make light a little bit, but yeah, every time you call for a head coach to get canned, you are also talking about 40 to 50 other families that are going to be looking for jobs. You were spot on. And I'm so glad you brought that up.
0: Well, no, look, and I I think you look at it from a different perspective, you know, what we do on a daily, um, a day-to-day situation, you know, I don't have a brother in the business. So i uh, the only thing I think of and I think 99% of the people out there is Jimbo Fisher got 10 years, 75 million. I thought it was a mistake. I didn't think it was a great hire, I remember our, our man Paul Feinbaum, said he's going to win a national championship day one. I know he had a national championship, but I've said it a million times with a generational player in Jameis, Okay, you've got you've got all the resources. Real quick, let me finish. Oh, let yeah, me finish yeah. this. Yeah, you're on it though. Um, I, I, so I think he's been given plenty of time, and one of the reasons was because of the huge buyout. So like, I don't necessarily have a problem with Jimbo losing his job because he's not going to be hurting the way the coaching business is. If he wants another job, a head job, probably not close to what he's getting right now, but he can coach again, and he's got plenty of money. He has not earned the money they paid him right now, and he has not done what the expectation was.
1: No, and he's got the facilities and everything else to do it, LT. He's got all the resources. They haven't been able to do it, but you are. I'm so glad that you brought up that one year with Jameis Winston at Florida State. Our color analyst, who former Seattle Seahawk quarterback uh, Kelly Stauffer, brought this up you know, after the game. You know, we, we none of us could fly out, uh, so we're all just kind of sitting around in, in, in his room watching. You know, USC, your guys, you know, get trucked by Notre Dame. We'll touch on that in a moment. I've got him this week against Utah, but he brought up, man, and, and it organically just in conversation, what you just mentioned. He had the most talented roster on a in a weak conference at the time. And he had to win one playoff game with the Heisman Trophy winner, at quarterback. Captured lightning in a bottle and cashed in for 75 mil. You are 1 million percent correct. And he has not been able to replicate that yet because he does. Look, at times does he have the most talented roster? No, but he's close. But he hasn't been able to sniff the college football playoffs. So. Yeah, look, he's in trouble. There's no doubt about it, man, because he's be—he's not beating consistently the good to great teams in the Southeastern Conference. He's beating up on bad teams, either out of conference or the weaker ones in the SEC, and that just ain't going to cut it. Not with it. Now, living in Dallas, Texas, there are Aggie fans that are no longer just talking about this. Is- this should be the end for Jimbo. They are screaming, this should be the end for Jimbo.
0: It's the original roundtable, ESPN's uh, Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Lance Taylor from the next round. Make sure you like and subscribe right here on Disrupt the Media. It is always brought to you by Lance's Lock.com. Get that free play every day at Lance's Lock.com. Jump on board with us. 2-0 and last night. I told you, a big night in Dallas. We had the Cowboys. We had the Rangers. It's got to be Ranger media right now, right? And LT, it's insane. And by
1: the way, appreciate the tip on on Dallas. Uh, You also gave me a little little lean on the under. We had a little parlay there. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. You know, I got to pay for college for two kids. Uh, Every little bit helps. And speaking of kids, my oldest daughter, Rowan, actually asked for ALCS tickets. Now, I sent her to Texas OU, she gets STARS tickets. Those are comps. She doesn't know it. Right? Mavericks tickets. Those are comps. She doesn't know it. And, but now she wants ALCS. I told her if you can name me every starting infielder with proper pronunciation, because she ain't getting young right at third, right? I mean, there's no way she's hitting that. <laughs> Zero chance. Because I, I don't have, I don't have a connection with the Rangers anymore. Yeah, I don't cover them. I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm never there. So she looked at me like, I got no shot. I'm like, yep, yeah, you're not going. If you no want to pay for them, you go right ahead, but I, daddy is not paying for these tickets. But this town is insane right now. And as you know, Lance, anytime your team wins, I mean, from a monetary standpoint, you know, and just, you know, the economy in that market, it's massive. People are in a good mood. You go out and, you know, to lunch more often. You go out to dinner more often. So right now, I mean, this place is absolutely, it's ranger mania. I mean, it's to the point right now where, you know why that game on Monday was a three thirty seven Central first pitch? Cowboys were on Monday Night Football. Uh, it was a brilliant yep. move by Fox.
0: Yep. it makes it's a ton so of smart. sense. So game three, going to be there in Dallas. The Rangers obviously have never won, an, uh, won a World Series. They were a pitch away from winning a World Series back Twice. when you were covering them. Twice. Yeah, so, I, I mean, those care. were gut-wrenching Lost. losses. Game six. So Cowboys have a bye now, and they host my Rams in two weeks. Bigger ticket is it not even close game three Rangers or Cowboys Rams?
1: Now, Cowboys are still the king, but back when they were going to the Rangers going to back to back World Series, man, you go to the Cowboy locker room because they stunk back then, right? I mean, they were you know flirting around with eight and eight and whatnot. This is 09 0, in 2010. I mean, it was they, they were bad and so, or at least average. And The Rangers were going to back to back World Series. You might have six reporters in the Dallas Cowboys locker room back then at Valley Ranch. And over at the Rangers facility, coach, I mean, it was people standing on stools like you were waiting to talk to Troy Aikman back in the day. I mean, it was insane, and it will be that way again right now. And they're a great group of guys. They're an awesome group of dudes. That's all they are. They're like that group of Michael Young and Derek Holland, nicknamed you nicknamed the Dutch Oven. I mean, that group was just a fun group to be around, and they played for the guy in the stall next to him, right? That's how this group is, so... You you had them yesterday. You've been riding them. I mean, they're unbeaten in the postseason. You've been cracking that whip like a third by
0: the Kentucky Derby. Hey, speaking of whips, and I know you're about to crack it for me. So, you go from Knoxville to L.A., and the Coliseum for the Utah Utes, a program that you covered when you were in Salt Lake City, has been kryptonite. Now, the last time they were there, 2021, they win the game going away. But before that, it had been 1916 the last time they had won a game in the Coliseum. So, Trojans usually play well. They played maybe the worst offensive game I have ever seen Lincoln Riley coach. Caleb Williams made mistakes he never makes. Their defense actually played winning football. If you yeah. were to, if, if the Trojans play like that defensively and you can get the offense back to where it was, USC's got an opportunity to win every game on their schedule.
1: Yeah, but you know what, Lance? For some reason, Morgan Scalley, the defensive coordinator at Utah, and Kyle Whittingham, they've got their number. I mean, I had them in the Pac-12 title game, and they physically – beat the ever-loving snot out of Caleb Williams and that USC team. And you mentioned the defense. I know you love numbers. So here comes the whip for you. I can't stand it, but I asked ESPN Stats and Info to dig this up just for you because I know you love your USC Trojans. USC opponents this year in the red zone have scored on 21 of 22 possessions, 14 touchdowns, seven field goals. Now, think about this. You're going to go, what's Alex Grinch's fault, the defensive coordinator?
0: Well, I just got to say this real quick, lanceslock.com. I had my biggest NFL play to date on the Seattle Seahawks, and they're catching three and a half against Cincinnati on the road. Yeah, and so they get in the – not red zone. They get it first and goal four times in the second half, and they get three points out of that. So, you got Utah 21 of 22 in the red zone? No, not Utah. Just USC opponents this year. USC opponents. 21 of 22.
1: I think about that. Now you're going into Alex Grinch, and it's it's a defense. I have to read all this. Here comes the whip. You ready? Yeah. I mean, you, you're about to become what? secretariat. Watch. Watch. <laughs> Break out your belt like you were standing on a piano. Here we go. Alex Grinch, right? He was good against for, for Mike Leach. He was great at Ohio State. Lincoln rally, money whips him, brings him over to Oklahoma. The problem right now, could it be offensive ego? And I love me some Lincoln Riley, man. I mean, I I, I absolutely love him. But think about this. 99.6% of USC's offensive drives last an average of five minutes or less. Now, here's the biggest issue. Of 34-14 at half against Colorado, USC had seven drives in the second half. They called eight runs. Only six design runs, two were scrambles, and you're up 20, and you call six designed runs in the second half? Lance, that's unacceptable, man. Their average drive length, three minutes and 36 seconds. You're leaving your defense out there to die. I mean, so is it just Alex Grinch? Is it just missed tackles? No, it's not, in my opinion. Well, yeah, it, and It's also on the offensive side, leaving those dudes out there for an eternity.
0: Well, and I'll tell you, going into last week against Notre Dame, everything went the wrong way. But they were fifth nationally in sacks. This is USC's defense. They were fifth no. in tackles for loss, and they were fifth in, in force for, uh fumbles. They didn't have a forced fumble. They had one tackle for loss, and they didn't have a sack. So it, it's like we can play good defense. But the pop stats we need, we can't get. And the offense, obviously, when you turn it over five times, along with what you're talking about, time of possession, big problem. Ooh. So how do you see this game playing out?
1: Man, look, I'm, I'm not betting against Kyle Whittingham right now. I mean, he's so – look, when I had him against UCLA, another top 25 matchup, right? They had, of their 44 on their listed 2D, the top 44 players, 18 came into that game either doubtful or out. He's been winning with a third string quarterback, a backup quarterback. Brent Keithy, who's a first round draft pick at tight end, is out. His backup is now out for the season as well. And they're still finding ways to win. Heck, man, Vaki, they're, 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 they're all-world safety along with Cole Bishop. He went for what, a buck fifty-seven on the ground and had four tackles. I mean, he he was an, he played Iron Man football. And they're finding ways to win and win convincingly against a team like Cali. I can't figure it out, LT, but I'll tell you this much. I don't know what the number is in this game, but I wouldn't bet against them because they're finding ways to win.
0: Yeah, the last I saw at mybookie.ag, by the way, use that promo code next round, secure that free first deposit bonus at mybookie.ag. I saw USC six and a half. But again, we're talking about a backup quarterback, and one of the reasons that number is so high, and look, and that was – one of the all-time games in the regular season last year with Cam Rising going back and forth and oh. battling Caleb Williams. But the big question is, because everybody was talking about Oregon-Washington and where these teams are going to go and if they're going to rematch, to me the fly in the ointment is Utah if they could get Cam Rising back. Because with that defense, that guy can ball. I just don't know if he's ever going to come back.
1: Well, he mentioned what about a week and a half ago that wasn't just an ACL. He ripped everything to pieces. And I, went, I talked to Kyle Whittingham, as a matter of fact, earlier today before you and I hooked up. And I just asked him, how worn out are you? just before we started rolling tape about being posed a question about Brant Keithy and Cam Rising. He goes, how long have you known me?" I went, OK, you're worn out. That's it. OK, yeah. And I, 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 I even mentioned that when we started the interview, this will be the first interview you are not asked about Keithy or Cam Rising. And he just started crying laughing because I really appreciate it. Uh, I don't expect to see him this weekend, maybe next weekend against Oregon. But you got the pig farmer, Bryson Barnes, who's now bus driving, you know, this team. You know, Johnson has now been benched. It's Bryson Barnes back in who had that remarkable Rose Bowl, you know, against Ohio State. He, he was a walk on LT. And he, he grew up on a, on a literally a pig farm raising 12,000 pigs. Can you imagine the smell?
0: How much
1: would it be? How much would it take you to get in the middle of that slop and go Uh, wallow in it with 12,000 pigs?
0: So, you remember our buddy Travis Grappo that that ran Fleming's. He's got his own restaurant here. It's called Oak House, and they've got the best pork chop I've ever had. And I don't eat a lot of pork. Like, if I go to a barbecue restaurant, I'll get some pulled pork, but typically I'm just not going to sit down and get a pork chop. So, I got it the other night, and somebody was telling me how bad pork is for you. And they said, one of the reasons is is they'll, that's what they said. I don't know. They said, "I, I still ate it. It was unbelievable. But they said one of the reasons they'll feed a pig anything. And have you asked Bryson what they feed their pigs?
1: I will. Yeah. Uh, You know, my brothers Devin and Cabin, they they raised pigs and sold them and made a fortune. Man, I mean, you know, they would. And then you raise them, you show them. You know, growing up on that on a farm in Louisiana, and they'd sell this damn pig for like four grand. I'm, I'm sitting there going laughing at them until I saw their bank accounts and I saw mine, right? So. <laughs> I know I know what we fed, I know what we fed our pigs. My mom was all organic and whatnot and healthy, but I have no idea. I mean, pigs lead humans.
0: Hey, you want that hog to look clean? Manscaped.com. Put in that promo code. It's gonna be OGRT as an original Roundtable. OGRT, manscaped.com. They got incredible products. Wife's gonna love you for it. Uh, this is the original. Original roundtable with ESPN's uh, Ian Fitzsimmons and Lance Taylor from the next round. Uh, so I wanted to ask you this because you're all over the place. And well, first, now that you're going to be in LA, you say you always pick dinner on Friday night. Where do you uh, go in LA, man? There's a lot of places.
1: I, I picked the dinner in mo- in more college towns, or if I know somebody in the town, like Myron Medcalf, uh, you know, great NBA college basketball mind. He lives in Minneapolis. He told me about Manny's. He told me about the Lowry for breakfast. Right. So sometimes you have to outsource uh, L.A., man, you know how much I despise going into Los Angeles. It's too big for me. So I, I'm going to I'm going to have to outsource that bad boy. Or I go with Mark Kestisher, who also does NBA for us on ESPN Radio. He's done a million Laker games and a million Clipper games. This one, I'm probably going to defer to Kesty and let him pick this bad boy. So Too I've big. only
0: I've only been on campus one time for a USC game, and I went and saw it was a good matchup. It was Herbert against Sam Darnold a few years ago. Did you wear Kevlar? Uh, it, You know, it, it, so it, it, it kisses bad parts. <laughs> but if you stay where you need to be, you're okay. The yeah. one thing that jumped out to me is they have a few little bars around there, and they've got some restaurants. And I swear on my kids, every single TV, although USC was dominating, was on that game. I had to get an Uber and go down to the uh, the entertainment district, Staples Center, all around there to be able to watch Alabama LSU because nobody would turn one of their TVs. I'm like, you got a thousand TVs on (laughs) with that and just walking around the Coliseum before their tailgate is not good. It's kind of an awful tailgate. So I wanted to ask you some hidden gem places that you go to around the country. Ooh,
1: I was sailgating at Knoxville. I was just there, right? And by the way, I can't wait to watch Tennessee-Alabama. I know Alabama's a big favorite. I thought that thing would be about five, five and a half. What is it right now, LTE? Eight nine and, and a half. half. Nine and a half. Oh, it went up even more. Yeah, oh, wow. It's back Sorry, nine and Tennessee. a half. Good luck to you, man. Um, I, I, that's not a good omen at all. I mean, at all. For
0: that's a physical team. Tennessee team, though.
1: Yeah, look. I mean, Aaron Beasley is a linebacker, he's a different player than the dude we saw as a junior. I mean, he he is. He was a leading tackler uh, last week against Texas A&M. He's a beast. Barron's coming up, uh, uh, you know, as an edge rusher. He had a big game last week. Herring as well. I mean, you're right, LT. And I think their offensive line is better with Ali Lane at left guard instead of Carrick with Cooper Mays being back at center. So they got to run the football, though, man. Milton.
0: Well, they can.
1: Oh, can they ever? I mean, they look, look what Wright did. Like I know, a was up without Regis and uh, and Nolan, which obviously hurt as, a, as two top interior defensive linemen go out. And right, they look Tennessee took advantage of it. So you're right, they can, but that's still a massive number. But to answer your question, sail-gating. dude, it's put it this way: we're at this place called Calhoun's on the river. Now, the yeah, were,
0: I've been there a bunch. Good place. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean. The, the, the barbecue's good, but it's more about the atmosphere.
0: Right. I've always thought the food at Calhoun's is overrated. I've got yeah, somebody oh, in the, the other room right now that will battle me on that. No. That but it's be. more about the river, seeing that Vol Navy, and just the atmosphere, they, especially when Tennessee's good, which they have been the last couple of years.
1: Lance, there was a boat out there that had to be worth probably one to 125, right? I mean, just a seagoing vessel. And let's just say, because we got in the lake, we were in there about eight thirty nine o'clock. That's late for me. Let's just say that some local first round draft picks were drafted to go onto said boat and provide some entertainment. <laughs> and it was bam, right there for all to see. I mean it was like, oh,
0: That's here we
1: go. That's next level, coach. Still getting it husky. Did Stadium. anybody have
0: the, the captain's hat on?
1: oh man i did not see a captain's hat but i might have saw gilligan all right yeah. there you go if that works for you um and ginger and marianne were definitely on board I pro- i'll promise that also oh, i believe it dude, dude Sailgating at it's at, at also at husky stadium it, is also next level uh another uh, ohio state dude i mean you don't think it but they go harder than the average bear. They really Yeah, do. you know,
0: and, and here's the thing. Look, I mean, the SEC has been the best league forever up until this year. Now you can start to make arguments all around college football with, with the balance and the parity we've got. And, and look, I do believe more than likely, and I can't say this for fact. fact, um, I have been to a game at Notre Dame. Um, I've been to a Big 12 game. Um, I've been to a Pac-12 game. So the SEC tailgates are great, but there's other places out there. And I think we – believe we're the only place that can tailgate and there are hidden gyms oh, all over the country
1: oh yeah i mean you know michigan and eh, i mean it's you got the it's got the golf course next to it and it's michigan right they, they, charlie vitella does not want else. you
0: saying that he does Look, not want I, you charlie
1: that. i love you man you know that if charlie had a tailgate right i would go to that and it would be fantastic but i'm sorry and he'll admit it their tailgate scene is jv Ohio State, phenomenal. Penn State gets a little over the top, especially on the backside of Fraternity Row. I walked it one time, LT, and I was like, oh, my God, Magnum. I mean, they can go harder than the average bear. But, yeah, I would I would put, as an underrated gem, I would say Ohio State, and then I would also go sail gating at Husky Stadium. That is tremendous, even when it's cold. I was out there doing a game in November and went out on the boats, and, and it was it was badass. Yeah, you you would be right at home. Um, it is the slide right in
0: original roundtable with Ian Fitzsimmons from ESPN. I'm Lance Edder from the next round. It is on Disrupt the Media. Make sure you like and subscribe. Tell your friends if you listen to us forever ago. We are back. Uh we do this once a week on Disrupt the Media. So we did trash on the table. By the way, brought to you by Lance's Lock.com. Jump on board coming off a of 2 and oh. 2 games tonight. We've got a total in college football. We've got a side. Jump on board at Lance's Lock.com. We get a free play every single day. One of the stories a seven foot adult film star. Here's the catch. It's a chick.
1: I figured that part. I
0: did. Oh, did you? I did. Um. So as you break more into this, you weren't going
1: to bring that up. If it was a, 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 someone who needed to be manscaped, a, right? That's so a that's
0: a good point. So I went and I did a little research and I, and after I read the story, she finally admits she's only six, three. She frames these shots with, with smaller people where she looks a lot bigger. But if you go to her Instagram, I mean, she's pretty strong. I mean, I don't know how you feel on dating women that are that are six one plus, but would you date a six three chick?
1: Uh yeah. I mean, if I wasn't married, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if she's stronger than new rope, meaning in every category, why not? I mean, the pictures I'm looking at that?
0: right now, I mean, she is she's pretty strong. That would just be a little intimidating, I think. I mean, I'm six three, so you know, we're eye eye-to-eye splits on heels.
1: Yeah, look. I mean, I would have to wear cowboy boots. I'm only 6'2", right? So just to look eye to eye with her, I'd have to wear. I'd have to put the boots on. Uh, but man, um, are you worried about being like hogtied or something, LT? I mean, are you worried about having. Hey, like, look, She, she put a gag ball always, on you.
0: If you're if you're comfortable, you should try everything once.
1: Hold on. Have you Not had a Gag ball. Have you ever yeah. had a gag ball?
0: I've never had a gag ball. Okay. Just, I've never had a gag ball. Up? I've never been tied up.
1: You're had handcuffs on.
0: Uh, have I ever had handcuffs? Well, I have
1: in the back of a cruiser when I drop. Oh yeah. I yeah. I mean, up, I've but.
0: had, yeah, I've I've been in the back of a cruiser as well. Uh, but as far as an extracurricular, no. Okay. Now maybe I've thrown a handcuff out there. Um, but this she, chick she looks like it. it's waters. A, she's got 1.6 million followers on Instagram. Marie Tamara. I just want you to check her out when you get a chance. And it's funny when you start looking at some of these profiles, you see people, you know, that follow them. No. Oh yeah. No, I don't me, I don't I don't somebody. know you. I out don't know if you. No, these are just local people that I know. So I guarantee you you know somebody. Who? Well, oh, I hell I don't know. I mean, I haven't uh let me let me look at the I'm, uh, I'm not even on in, right, Hold on.
1: I am on Instagram, but my daughter's run it. Um I I didn't even know I had an Instagram account until this year. Like they I I think they opened it for me and, and they post like videos and pictures from the games that I go to. So I'm, yeah, I'm most, most of these are
0: random. I'm not seeing anybody that's got a blue check. I would think though, if you have a blue check, you might not want to follow a seven foot porn star. But
1: <laughs> six feet, hey, right, yeah. Right. But she bench presses two twenty.
0: Uh man, I've I've seen now a few people that I know that are on here. It's hilarious. Are you uh, serious? Yeah, tall, natural model and athlete. And you know what? Hey, this is awesome. Her uh, website at oh, D1 Breeder. <laughs> I didn't notice that till now.
1: Oh, great that is, stuff. You know what? You put her with I don't know any great athlete, and she's saying D one breeder. If she ever did date a really good athlete, like a Travis Kelsey type, just to go with him, he's in the news. with yeah. Taylor Swift
0: or Calvin Johnson. What are these dudes at six, 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 seven?
1: Look, while that, while when the zygote is formed. Right? I want to represent that child as an agent. Yeah. Just go ahead because you know, man, that's that's a first round draft pick. Yeah.
0: It's Drago. Yeah. Whatever they want to do. It's Drago. It's Drago. Hey, I guarantee you, our girl, the seven-foot porn star, loves a little Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Put in that promo code, the original roundtable. So it's O-G-R-T. Put in that promo code. They're going to hook you up at checkout. It is Manscaped.com. We do this every week. Safe travels to L.A. Let me know where you eat. Hey,
1: speaking of L.A. and Manscaped.
0: And if Cam Rising is playing, let me know.
1: I will text you. And Grant yep. Keithy, one of the best tight ends in college football. We haven't seen him yet all year either. As we as you turn me loose, let me – didn't you, this is meant because you mentioned L.A. and then you're doing, and we're talking about Manscaped. Weren't you in a Russell Crowe movie when you were trying to be an actor? I was. And they made you shave your sideburns and you are like 200 yards
0: away? I was more than 200. Yeah, so they were doing this. It was right off of Sunset. Um, It was L.A. Confidential, great movie. Curtis Hanson directed this, 1997. So I was filming in May or June of '96. And, yeah, they brought us to uh, to wardrobe, and they dressed us up. It was – I don't want to say it was well, – oh, it was a period piece. It was in the 50s. So it was about corruption in the L.A. Police Department. And um, not only did they put us in the, these costumes, they shaved the sideburns and gave us hair from the 50s. And then we were so <laughs> far off the beaten path. It's a scene where Kevin Spacey's character goes in and pulls out Simon Baker's character. And all you can see is the faraway premiere of a film. So you see ants, which were us going in and out of the theater <laughs> and their close up is here. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood, the magic of Hollywood, some of the things that they go overboard. How
1: angry were you? Like, did you make me shave my side version? Yeah, I thought I was going to get like a close up,
0: you know, I don't need a line. You don't have to like throw me a credit, but let, let somebody see my face. At least
1: <laughs> that is outstanding.
0: Okay, we'll do it again next week, man. Again, safe travels. Let me know all the good stuff, and uh, looking forward to it. I'll text you Saturday. The original roundtable. Disrupt the media. Like, subscribe, tell your friends.